Hello and welcome. Hello, welcome. To Experience Share. This is a Pokemon podcast starring me, Dr. Taninko. Dr. Kaminko. AKA Tanner Greenring, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Cypher Peon Solosh. Not gonna get that one. It's a Cypher Peon. Cypher Peon Solox. Solox. You'll notice on the on the uh, sheet that I've put handy... It's trying to keep everyone guessing. ...footnotes for you, because I knew you probably wouldn't remember all these trainers, because the trainers in this game are absolutely wild. <laughs> it's like a boggle. Just like completely random. It's like they're programmatically generated by a bad AI. <laughs> Here's some of them. Super Trainer, Afford. I mean, A-F-E-R-D. That's just not a name. It's almost Alfred. I don't care where you're from. Thug Zook. Casual guy, Kyle. Here's how Kyle's spelled. C-Y-L-E. Yeah. <laughs> Navigator, Burke. Chaser, Lakin. Lakin. Fun old man, Clur. Matron, Bellish. Cool yeah. trainer, Gorps. Gorps. Cypher peon, next year. Gorps. Cypher peon, Naps. There was also a... Your name is Naps? I wrote down another that I think was just Clots with a K. <laughs> like even the ones that... It's so weird. ...are normal, like Crane, are spelled and wrong keep in mind, slightly. None of a, no, no, no names are normal and no names are abnormal. And we're not here to tell you whether or not your name is abnormal or normal. Uh, but yeah. Gorps yeah. is not a normal name. That's not a na- uh, first name. It's not a first name that anyone's ever Like had. I'm not Gorps Fjellstad. Although... If you and Bobby ever decide nice to adopt, ring to it. Yeah. <laughs> Corpse uh, Finger Fialstad. That's beautiful. Now that's a name. <laughs> Nothing there for little school children to work with to make fun of my child with. <laughs> Remember when we looked up nicknames on a like baby naming website, and for a while you were called Butternut Josh? Yeah, of course. <laughs> that was fun. I still call our former coworker Ashley. Uh, Hash brown. Hash brown, that's right. Yeah. Every time she slacked me before I got laid off, I was always like, hash brown, what's up? <laughs> I'm sure she thought it was very obnoxious. I think it's sweet. That's a good one. Welcome to the show. We are still somehow inconceivably, oh impossibly God. in season three of Experience Share Pokemon podcast. We are in season yeah. 3GCB. Yeah, I guess that's right. Which is... It's part B of... GC of season three GC, which is itself uh, the Sub-season. second half of the original two quarters, which was three A Ruby and Sapphire and three B Fire Red, yeah, Leaf Green. Is that right? That's right. It's now a quarter system. Yeah, except I don't know if you're counting it by episode because this is only going to be a brief little. Mwah. We're just coming in and we're giving Gale of Darkness. A little, mwah, yeah. Because we're just gonna do three episodes on it, and hopefully, that'll be enough for you, uh, GameCube heads out there. And I'm sure there's plenty of you because these games are good and fun. They're a hit. Coliseum was fun, kind of a weird like JRPG, Final Fantasy VII style dip into the world of Pokemon. Pokemon XD Gale of Darkness takes place in the exact same region. Or with many of the same areas, yeah, <laughs> directly copy and pasted from Colosseum. Yeah. So that I didn't remember. If you're a fan of Colosseum, you'll probably like Gale of Darkness. It's like you never left, especially like for left. people like us who are playing this basically every day. Do you want to 
Josh, introduce the bug catchers to kind of what the the premise is of this game and and how it relates to Coliseum. Do you remember? Oh, I can try. Well, one of the things that does inform the entire bit is revealed by Egan, who is in this, uh, formerly Seven slash Bad Josh's grandfather. He still lives in Agate Village, and it looks the exact same and hasn't changed at all in the last five years. The angle of the camera is different. You know it What's was that little straight guy from Mario on in Coliseum, and then in XD, it's like angled, and you're looking at it from Who's the, the guy left. from Mario Kart who runs the cameras? Oh man, um, Lakitu. Oh yeah, Lakitu. Lakitu decided to change things up a little bit. Yeah. Although I will, it's, I'll say this: it's kind of fucking irritating. Oh, it's really hard to navigate. It was already hard to navigate, and now it's like impossible. The thing about GameCube controllers, which I never realized before, which I kind of like, but sometimes kind of am very aggravated by, is that the left thumbstick, which is the primary movement thumbstick, right, is notched. Oh yeah, it's got like, like ridges. The, the outer rim of it is notched yeah. in eight places. So that your joystick kind of f- slots into one of those eight places. Yeah, I don't know the exact amount. When you're moving in straight lines, like when your camera is set up so that you're moving in straight lines, it's fine. But when your camera has like a slight like Dutch angle to it. <laughs> Dutch angle? It, it all of a sudden like you can't just like hold your stick in one spot and like move seamlessly, you know? Tell me about this Dutch angle. Dutch angle is a term of art from the film community. It's when the camera is like this. Okay. It's off-putting, you know, and it yeah. holds, it It makes you uh, uncomfortable. You'll see it a lot in like Hitchcock films, thrillers. There is that uh, degree in, in film coming back. It's still serving you. I know. Good thing I paid $100,000 for it. <laughs> um, yeah, it it is, aside from slight tweaks like that, it's the same and in Agate Village, when you finally make your way to where Egan is, he casually mentions that Pikachu, his Pikachu, has not had a battle in five years. Right, because of how fucking embarrassed he was. Yeah, and the Pikachu is a lower level now, which doesn't really track. That's what happens. If you don't battle, battle your Pokemon, <laughs> That's the other like thing atrophy. about Or They just yeah. start shedding levels. So this is five That's years. That's true of everyone. When, have you ever like taken a break from exercising? You don't really exercise. You have a naturally fit physique, don't you? Yeah, I take better care of myself when it's not pandemic. I <laughs> normally hibernate during the winter, and this year I've got a bunch of like heat tech running gear and shit because like that doesn't work anymore. You know, because yeah. we're not walking like four miles like casually. I bought a bike, an indoor bike, spin bike. Get one of those Pelotons. It's not a Peloton. Bowflex makes it, but it's oh, it's I remember still Bowflex. Pretty cool, because I I realized like your winter break. I went on one when Miles was born. Yeah, I was like, gosh, now I got a newborn. I'm not gonna keep running. I used to run three times a week, and now I was like, all right, I got to take a break from running. And then 19 months later, I was like, oh, I should probably <laughs> stop stop my break. I should probably get back and exercise. It takes a while to claw your way back into it. <laughs> So I was like starting to pack on the pounds and I was like, I should, uh, I should figure something out here. So that's what happened to this Pikachu. Yeah. He had a son. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you find out that over the course of this leg, you are the son of a like prominent scientist in or 
And so we're in the we start off in the more like upper class, like it's green. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like coastal and beautiful over here. I mean, Agate Village was already kind of nice looking. Yeah. But like Agate Village was like the best looking spot. Well, Finnac I was about to say, even the places you you visited in the last game have been upgraded a little bit. But like honestly, there we've we've visited four locations. We've visited Kaminko's house, which is like a decrepit old haunted mansion. <laughs> Yeah, we visited Battle Mountain, which is the exact same as it was. We visited Agate Village, which is the exact same as it was, and we visited the Pokemon Lab, which is like in ruins because we blew it's it dilapidated, up. Dilapidated, yeah. <laughs> so it's actually still the same old shithole. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So you're the son of this this scientist, and the project that he had been working on with his partner, Professor Crane, um, Doctor Crane. It was to set up a failsafe where if shadow Pokemon technology ever came back, they would have a more efficient way of like handling it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's called the Purify Chamber. Yes, exactly. They can't rely on this untested, unproven, like ancient art of the Relic Forest and Celebi and the Time Flutes. Right. So they've, well, and they've done a lot of improvements. Like no longer do you need to rely on like, psychics to see shadow pokemon yeah they got now you've got like a dragon ball z style like or like um spy kids (laughs) yes that thing where you hit hit it on your side and then like a glass pops out yeah and then it just keeps zooming in other little glasses yeah so now you can see shadow pokemon on your own which is really cool yeah it's nice not having someone following you around the whole time well we still had a couple of people fucking following us around. Oh, yeah. Dottie followed us around at one point. I don't think I picked up that we're Dr. Crane's son. No, no, no. Dr. Crane is Oh, our, we're that lady. The lady with the bun. old partner. But our dad right, is dead, right, right. and I don't think we know why yet. Yeah. Probably killed by that evil Luigi. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We haven't met the evil Luigi yet, but it's on the box cover. Could be. I honestly don't remember. I forgot a lot of this. This one. I assume that Dark Luigi is the XD001 experiment that the people in the lab were kept talking about. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Do we want to introduce our characters? Yeah. I'll start. Yeah, go ahead. Because, you know, my idea is very original. It's fresh. <laughs> it's it's interesting. Shit. <laughs> so, my character is called Anime Jr., and he's Mr. Anime's son. Mm hmm. Mr. Anime, after the events, or like actually probably just before the events of Pokemon Coliseum, met this Pokemon scientist. She's a lovely lady. She's trying to build a purity chamber at the Pokemon HQ. And they did sex, and they had a son, Mm -hmm. and his name is Anime Jr. And he was still too young, I think, during the, the events of Pokemon Coliseum to go out and do some training. Right. But... Since this game takes place five years after Coliseum, Anime Jr. has finally reached the age where he can head out on his own and start taking down criminal syndicates. Uh, 11, 11 years old. Right. Yeah, that's part of the course. And I assume that Mr. Anime is like probably in the 1000s somewhere in Mount Battle. Oh, yeah. He has spent the last five years, he has never come home. He said, I'm going to go to Mount Battle. And he took off in his little trike. His little uh, pod racer. And he's been there ever since. He was never seen again. Yeah. And we just kind of assume he's up there somewhere. Level 9,000, maybe? 
is where he yeah he ended up over nine thousand. Get it? Yeah. Dragon Ball. Yeah. <laughs> what about your character? Something equally original, interesting? Uh, yep, yep. My dude is also the son of a prominent scientist and expert in shadow Pokemon technology. Mm-hmm. Someone who was so familiar with the technology that he had seen it from both sides, where he had seen it the worst that it could do, and he could see the best that it could do, which is the beauty of unlocking the heart of a cherished Pokemon. Yes, okay. And he had started using his knowledge from Team Snagum in order to help Or, And while he was trying to figure out what he could do to help everyone, he met this lovely woman, Lily. Yep. They did sex. Yep. As you said. That's how it works. Not every time. Like, you can adopt, obviously. You can do in vitro. Mm-hmm. But your people also had sex. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Big time sex havers. Wow. Hell yeah. <laughs> they... Uh, he, he wanted to continue the family line and, you know, he had, he'd had this really powerful redemption narrative for his own life. And so he named their son Bad Josh Jr. Okay. You know what my favorite part about Bad Josh Jr. is? Is it's <laughs> not only derivative of the name of my character. Yeah. But it's my IP, Bad Josh. Oh, you're... Uh, claiming copyright infringement over Bad Josh. The <laughs> usage of Bad Josh now? I don't have a copyrighted. IP law is very tricky, you know? Mm-hmm. Trained lawyers don't even know how to quite tackle that. But, you know, I just think spiritually you need to look inside yourself and and see kind of the creative spark going out, you know? Yeah, well, uh, did I not really think about how old the character was when I named him? Maybe. Yeah. And did I have to then figure out a naming convention that would work for that character as well as the names of its Pokemon? Perhaps. But all of that is something that's lost to the history books. And this is the story, and it's always been this story. Well, that's our characters. Uh-huh. Anime Jr., Bad Josh Jr. Maybe they're <laughs> friends. I'd like to think so. Or half-brothers, maybe. They could be. It's like that movie Step Brothers. Did we just become best friends? <laughs> yup, that's them. <laughs> they do the bunk beds thing. Yeah, that's Bad Josh Jr. and, and Anime Jr. <laughs> uh, before we get into the too, too deep into the plot of this game, do we want to talk about how this is a curse season? Yeah, we're back on the curse. This is a tale as old as time. Reason old as rhyme. Since like our pilot. Yeah, that we're playing on old tech, you know? And when you play on old tech... Things are bound to go wrong. Yeah. And we've lost games. We've lost saves. Game cartridges have shit out before. Entire consoles have shit out before. <laughs> yeah. And this season is no different. Even though we are we are creeping closer and closer to our timeline, to modern day. Creeping. But we're still back in 2005. But advancing. Still. Nonetheless. You know, like, what, what was even going on in 2005? Anything interesting? I was in college. Uh, we are still at war with Iraq. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, American Dad debuted. Wow. YouTube goes online. Um, anything else interesting? The Office debuts on NBC. Terry Schiavo died. Oh, now we're talking. Well, not uh, about that. The first part. 
You, sorry, we were all talking about Terry Schiavo dying. Uh, I meant the the office part. Revenge of the Sith is released in theaters. Saw it three times. Hurricane Katrina, of course. Gosh. Okay, so what an unfun that year. That wasn't a great year. It was kind of a cursed year. This shining gem in the in the diamond in the rough was Pokemon Gale of Darkness XD. Pokemon yeah. XD Gale of Darkness. I don't remember the order. I think it's Gale of Darkness XD, but honestly, I feel like they throw it around. An old game, 15 years old at this point, and running on old tech. Mm-hmm. Josh, when we bought our GameCubes and we bought our controllers, well, you had one. I had to buy a GameCube and I had to buy a controller. And it served me well during my time with Coliseum. But when I fired up this game, and I don't know if it's the game, I don't know if it was Miles playing with the controller because he often does, but all of a sudden the right, the joystick was always pushing right. Oh, yeah, classic. So once I got through all of the cutscenes, my character just started walking slowly to the right. Uh-huh. And I thought, that's weird. And then I realized, like, oh, the joystick is just constantly pushing right. Um, and I was like, well, that's annoying, but it's not insurmountable, you know? I can play through this. Yeah, I just got to hack So it. I, I started playing, and I got through, like, a lot of the opening scenes and got through a lot of the opening cutscenes and was screwing around in the uh, Pokemon HQ and then... Took a trip out to Dr. Kaminko's house for my first battle <laughs> yeah. with his henchman, oh, yeah. Chobin. Chobin. And the second I got into the battle with Chobin, yeah. the screen just started fritzing out because holding down the right stick was just making the menus. Oh, cycle endlessly? Cycle through the menus endlessly. Yeah. So I was like, shit, this is not, n- not going to work, you know? Right. So I texted you and I said, listen... My GameCube controller's broken. I don't know what we want to do. Should we just skip this game? Otherwise, we're going to have to wait until I get a new GameCube ship, uh, controller shipped in. Lord knows how long that could take. And you were very helpful. You said nothing. And then I looked up on I Google was like Maps. already asleep. It was like <laughs> 7.30 in the evening, Josh. You texted me the next day and you're like, sorry, I had an early evening. And I was like, I look back at my message history. I sent you the first one at 7.15. <laughs> Well, I saw it and acknowledged it, and then I was like, I should respond to that. And then (laughs) a couple of hours later, then it was when I was having an early evening, and then I was like, well, I can't get involved with this now. So I was like, well, that sucks. I guess we'll just have to wait. But then I was like, maybe, I don't know. You know, this is old tech, but Smash is still hot. Oh, yeah. I know people still are huge fans of that Double Dash Mario Kart game. Like, I think the Wave Bird is the best controller ever made yeah i think the gamecube still has some following i'm gonna get in my car right now at 8 p.m on a sunday or whatever it was saturday yeah and i'm gonna drive to the GameStop. that's a four minute drive from my house lucky you and now i know why you moved there just see what's going on so i get in my car i tell my wife i was like you're gonna have to put the boy down to bed i've got to go find a gamecube controller <laughs> get in the car i go to gamestop and I walk in, and it's like 15 minutes before close, and I'm just panicked. I'm like, yeah. and there's two employees there. There's literally not a person in the store, and they're vacuuming. They're like getting ready to close shop for the night. It's a Pokemon emergency. And that's what I said. I kicked in the door. <laughs> glass everywhere. And I was like, listen, I am the co-host of a hit Pokemon <laughs> podcast, and I demand that my needs are met now. Yeah. 
And they said, yes, sir, what's the problem? What can we help you find? And I said, you guys don't happen to have, like, original GameCube controllers, do you? And they said, you know what? We do have two, and we've we've always had them, is what they said. <laughs> He's like, they have been here forever. Yeah. And I was like, oh, great. And he, like, led me to them, and he picked one up, and he was like, oh. And I was like, what? He's like, it's $40. Yeah. And I was like, oh. And he's like, and it's not even first party. It's not even OEM. Gross. It's like some knockoff controller. Mad cat. And I was like, $40? And he, no, it's not even Mad Cats. It's <laughs> nothing. It's shaped exactly like a GameCube controller, except there's no branding on it anywhere. They didn't want it's to like own up to it It's like someone 3D printed it. Yeah. And like it mostly works. It's mostly fine, except the buttons are like extremely clacky. Ugh. Like sometimes I worry it's gonna wake up Miles when I'm like really hammering the buttons. <laughs> and there's a lot of that in this game because the dialogue is so slow that you just like I know. And he like I was like forty dollars is kind of a lot, but I'm desperate. And he's like, yeah, forty dollars is a lot. And I was like, hey dog, you work here, <laughs> like. You could get a... This is your policy. OEM Wavebird for like 60 or 70. <laughs> I didn't have that luxury. So I bought it. It's ochre the in color. color. Yeah. It's nice. It works. Gets the job done. And we're back in the game, you know? Yeah. And now we're, here we are recording. We didn't have to wait a week. Yeah. I couldn't do that to the bug catchers. No. Did you encounter any issues while you were uh, getting set up for this game? My story isn't nearly as compelling, but I didn't realize that i needed to order a new memory card until like what's on your weeks. memory card that filled up your memory card so much super smash brothers melee how do you have that much memory dedicated to super smash brothers it takes up like 24 blocks or something maybe more and that save file is my original save file from like 2001 so i will do everything to ensure that it is untouched Okay, put it in that seed vault that they have in Norway. Exactly. It has, like, Lord knows, 2,000 hours or something on it. So that's <laughs> not going anywhere. But Pokemon Coliseum took up fucking 48 blocks. Jesus. So I already had to delete my my also storied Time Splitters 2 file in oh, order man. to put Time Coliseum on there. Oh, God! Yeah, I still own that, but now I lost all of my shit. What a dang game that was. And that's, again, Bug Catchers, that's out of dedication to you. I love Time Splitters 2. Can we do a podcast about Time Splitters 2? I would love to play Time Splitters 2. Did you ever play Time Splitters 1? No. Me neither. Did it even exist? Unclear. What was with the monkeys? It seems like the type of game where, like, maybe it didn't exist at all. Yeah. And they just opened with Time Splitters 2 because they thought it would be funny. That game felt so ahead of its time. And it also felt like, I don't remember what I played it on. Maybe the original Xbox. Yeah, probably. It felt like it did so much with that era of console. Like, the premise of Time Splitters, if you haven't played it, Bug Catchers, is that you are like a time cop yeah. who like goes through different eras. Looking for criminals. So like each level is a new era and like you're in the wild west one time and then you're in the future in the next one it's like you're on that's like so much a planet you're in the fucking that's jungle so many varied sprites and backgrounds and like textures and stuff like that that's like how did you fit all that on a gamecube disc but somehow they did and it looked good and it was smooth like frame rate gosh it was so fun so many characters great multiplayer too like fucking like 60 characters and there's monkeys for some reason yeah there's all sorts of monkeys i don't really know why 
That was a hell of a game. It's great. I mean, that's why I still had it, even though I lost all of my save file now. Yeah. But basically, I I realized only two weeks out from this episode that I needed to order another memory card or I would have to delete the Colosseum file, which is like... That's fine. We're never going back to that. Obviously, I can, but it still feels shitty to, like, invest 26 hours or whatever into this thing and then, like, a day later delete it. Should have gone to GameStop. They probably would have charged you, like, 60 bucks for it. Honestly, I should have. And it would have been, like... Just gone to a GameStop. Bullshit. I just thought that two weeks was more than enough time. And then... The memory card showed up literally two hours ago, so I had already deleted my file, and I started playing, uh, like, yesterday. Yeah. So I had to jam in, what, like, eight, seven hours? I think I'm at seven hours, yeah. It's like six to eight hours, somewhere in there, uh, in the past two days. But I did it, and that, again, that's all for you, bug catchers. And Hey, bug catchers, the reason is you. And the reason is you. And that's Hoobastank. That's right. The reason. Okay, Josh, now we're back in the game. You were introduced to your character. And if you remember the character models from Colosseum, everyone's kind of interesting looking. Like, everyone looks like an anime, and they all have kind of cool features, and they all have, like, weird, lumpy bodies that are, like, wrapped in skin-tight suits that look like they're from the Matrix, right? And, like, exaggerated sharp edges and like flare everywhere and it looks cool you know like it looked cool i was interested in it you know yeah this one the character models have taken a complete 180 like the first time you see your character model it's like surely this isn't the character i'm going to be spending the entire game with is it right he looks so bad (laughs) it's like baby Yu-Gi-Oh. his proportions are so much more exaggerated and like the proportions of the characters in the first game were already pretty exaggerated but now it's just like a hot dog with pieces of spaghetti (laughs) sticking out the sides and then like big you know anime hands on the end of the spaghettis don't even get me started with jovi our little sister oh yeah barely even make out what that is right the character models are so bad it's like and they're all they're all completely different. Like they look different, their eyes are different, like the models are different, the the like things that are wearing are completely different. It's like everything in this game is recycled from the last game. They reuse entire locations that haven't changed a bit, but right. for some reason they've decided to completely tear down the character models and rebuild them from scratch except rebuild them much worse yeah i mean there are a couple that i thought were so insane that it was funny like dr kaminko and uh shobin the like assistant oh and fucking what's uh mr varich who was mr we'll get to that the guy in gadian port with his two svelte quote-unquote assistants His young male smelt assistants. I will explain why a little bit later, but I spent a lot of this week looking at pictures of Digimon. Sure. And the contrast between Colosseum models and Gale of Darkness models 
reminds me of the contrast between Pokemon and Digimon. Like, Pokemon is clean and cute and, like, polished. And looking at Digimon character models and Digimon art, it's like, I get that they were going for something different. Like, they were clearly going for something a little edgier, a little darker, you know? Like, the lines are a little more bold. The characters are, like, a little more, like, frantic. Yeah, they're, like, exaggerated. It's it's bad. Like, Digimon looks bad compared to Pokemon. I think that's fair, yeah. Pokemon Gale of Darkness looks bad compared to Colosseum. Yeah. But, you know, it's still playable, whatever. Well, I mean... still fun. I would say the models specifically, but some of the towns, like Gadian Port, are cool. Yeah, the new towns are all pretty cool. Like, uh, the Pokemon HQ Lab is pretty cool, too. The HQ Lab is really cool, yep. I mean, even Kaminko's, which is like a, a haunted house, like, it looks great, you know? Yeah, but it's a weird, like contrast and then when you go to like the old places like agate village and then you see egan and he's like done up from the floor up and you're like this is weird like um incongruous you know like yeah this model in this environment doesn't really make sense so that's that's kind of the the setup for what we're doing we've already talked about pokemon hq lab a little bit but that's where you start the game with your mom lily yeah Who's a Pokemon scientist building the resonance chamber. It's purified chamber. Where you can unlock Pokemon hearts. It's weird because we defeated Cypher. We defeated Cypher. We defeated that mayor from the last game, right? Avicii. Who was responsible? <laughs> Avicii. Yeah. Took a pill in Ibiza. <laughs> yeah. I still don't know if it's okay to make that joke. What? Avicii. Why? Didn't he die? Avicii's dead? Oh my God. Yeah. Isn't he? The DJ? I think so. Really? Yeah, he's dead. He died two th- years ago. That's real? Yeah. I didn't know Avicii was dead. Oh, my God. I'm kind of heartbroken. Okay, well, you sound maybe too enthusiastic about it. I'm just surprised. I, I had no idea Avicii was dead. I also will admit, I don't know who Avicii is other than that one song, Took a Pill in Ibiza. Yeah. Which is not Avicii. It's Mike Posner. Oh, <laughs> But, but you're the, calling the him a story Vici. of the <laughs> the story of the song. I took a bill in Ibiza is that Mike Posner was hanging out with Avicii in Jesus. Ibiza. Why do you know all of that? And took a pill because Avicii said it's cool. You know all of that, and you didn't know that Avicii's dead. <laughs> not a. It's hey, a lot easier to just know that he's dead rather than all of that. I'm not an Avicii fan. I'm a Mike Posner fan. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I'm genuinely surprised that Avicii is dead. I had no idea. Rest in pedals, Avicii. Maybe I knew that and I forgot. I don't know. And is that fine? I don't know. Do you want to know the other weird thing about that Mike Posner song? You know the one I'm talking about? Uh, it's God. like a house song. It's like, took a pill and I don't listen to Mike Posner. You know the song though, right? Um, I'm looking it up. The weird part I is- I need to hear the actual song. What's the it called? The popular version of the song, I took a pill and Ibiza. Okay. It's just called that. Abitha. Yeah, that's why I couldn't recognize it because it's Abitha. Because of the Spanish lisp. All right, here we go.
Took a pill in Ibiza To show Avicii I was cool Oh, I found the fucking... Some live acoustic version? That's the thing about this song, Josh. Mike Posner's song and Mike Posner is like this, like, pop folk artist. Oh, I didn't have any idea what's going on here. The original I Took a Pill in Ibiza is like this, like, pop folk song. Like, slow and acoustic. And then oh some dude God. called Seeb remixed it and turned it into like a house trance song. Oh my God. And it became like a hit, like a top 40 hit. Probably at number one. All right. And that, isn't that interesting? So that's, okay, that makes sense to me. That's why you know so much about Mike Posner. <laughs> I don't know why I know so much about Mike Posner. <laughs> well, why you know so much about this song is because you liked him, I guess. And then, I don't know, there's still a couple of leaps. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how we ended up here. I took a pill in Ibiza To show Avicii I was cool And when I finally got sober Felt ten years older But fuck it, it was something to do I'm living out in L.A. I drive a sports car just to prove I'm a real big baller Cause I made a million dollars And I spend it on girls and shoes But you don't wanna be high like me Never really know why like me you don't ever want to step off that roller coaster and be all alone. What were we talking about? Um, Took a pill in Ibiza. Avicii said it's cool. Oh, Avicii was the head of Team Cypher. <laughs> Avicii, yeah. It's what and we, we say that the head of Team Cypher was named. We yeah. killed him. So presumably, Shadow Pokemon are no longer a thing because Ayn is dead. Okay, they're not dead. They presumably oh, dead went to, to jail. They're dead to me. <laughs> Ayn is dead. Lady Venus definitely made off. And Mirror B? Mirror B's, well, and what's his face? Miracle Masquerade B could show B. up. Yeah. But, like, the guy who was doing all the Shadow Pokemon, the two guys who were doing all the Shadow Pokemon are no longer in power. And it's like, why are there still Shadow Pokemon? Why do we need a Purity Chamber, you know? Well, because I was saying it's a failsafe. Yes, but, like, it just seems so silly. But there's still tons of Shadow Pokemon around. And, well, there's also, like, tons of Team Cypher around, it turns out. Yeah, they've just been basically sleeper agents this whole time. Yeah. And it seems that they've just been disseminating Shadow Pokemon into the region again. Yes, yes, yes. Well, we do know this because they've they've reactivated the um, the secret lab. Yeah, we find that out. And they're working on projects like XD001, which is one of their, like, legendary Shadow Pokemon. Right. And they've kidnapped Dr. Crane, your mom's partner. Yeah to get him to work on Shadow Pokemon stuff. Yeah. And that's kind of the intro of the game. Yeah, exactly. Before he gets kidnapped, he does tell you to get this new PDA, which is the like the Pokegear equivalent yep. that we had in Coliseum as well. But there's like a new version that he'd been tweaking. So you get that and it's like it only does email and a strategy memo in the beginning, which is like a Pokédex basically. Right. But it's got, like, upgrades, like the Aura Reader. Which is the Dragon Ball Z thing. The Dragon Ball Z slash Spy Kids technology that yeah. reveals whether or not a Pokemon is a shadow. But before you can go do anything, you need to go find your sister. Yeah. Whose name is... Jovi. Jovi, who has wandered away from the Pokemon XQ. In fact, wandered away so far that you need to get on your dumb little scooter. Right. And go find her. At Dr. Kaminko's house. And Josh, I would love to hear your impression of uh, your your mm -hmm. sort of thoughts and impressions on Dr. Kaminko. I do have some. 
and I would love to hear them. Uh, and you want to hear them right now? Yes, please. Well, Dr. Kamiko. After this break. <laughs> Fuck you. Josh, welcome back to the show. Bug catchers, welcome back to the show. We are headed to Dr. Kamiko's house to save our sister. That's right. We go there. We save her. And by save her, I mean she's just there. Like, she's friends with Dr. Kamiko. She likes hanging yeah, out with him. She was just playing hide-and-seek with, like, some other kid there. But before we go in, we're attacked by Dr. Kamiko's boy, Chobin. <laughs> Chobin. 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 Who's kind of a dork. Like, the, he's presented as a dork. He's got glasses. He's got swirly, hypnotic eyes. He's got, like, kind of pouty lips. He's got hypnotic eyeglasses for some reason and he i don't know he what like he's the he's the tutorial like he teaches you how to battle pokemon yeah he's easily defeated and you head into kaminko's house and kaminko's so dr kaminko's like this mad scientist yeah he just makes bad inventions basically he makes like evil inventions right like i got the impression that he's like a villain like a super like he reminded me of um, his house is like haunted and fucked up so he reminded me of Despicable Me. What's that guy's name? Oh, that sounds right. Grim? Gru. Gru. Yeah, he's like Gru. Kaminko. Here's some of Kaminko's inventions. Okay. The unhealthy sandals. <laughs> Dr. Kaminko's inventions are number one in the world. Chobin's choice is the, ta-da, the unhealthy sandals. The insoles are studded with lumpy nubs that fail to stimulate every pressure point in a fabulous way. Keep wearing these and Chobin will guarantee painful feet and chronic worsening of your health. That sounds evil. I wouldn't wear them. Power draining light bulb. Dr. Kaminko's inventions are number one in the world. Chobin's choice is the, ta-da, the power draining light bulb. At first glance, it's an ordinary sort of plain light bulb, but it positively gulps electricity at 10 times the usual rate. Keep using this and the electricity bills will grow shockingly. <laughs> what? Why would Chobin want to be standing by any of these products, too? They're malicious inventions in a way that's just, it seems evil, you know? Yeah. And I guess we'll see what else he can come up with, but so far, I'm not impressed. Like, it seems evil. Power-saving refrigerator. and the That sounds good, but then the twist is, it's an ultra-energy saver that usually stays off. It only turns on when its sensor detects someone in front of it. Food goes bad right away, but no one knows why because the fridge is on when the door is open. Mm-hmm. So he's like a prankster. He's a Loki-like character. He's a trickster. Who's funding this guy? He's apparently funding himself, it seems like. Whatever money goes into his like property upkeep, he's just funneling into bad inventions instead. Oh, I think it's family money. They've been sitting on that fucking thing Dad's for generations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've been watching that documentary about uh, um, Heaven's Gate. Oh, yeah, I started that. On HBO. I'm not done with it, but yeah. In the first uh, first few years, they were fully funded by a member's trust fund. Right. And that, that's kind of what's going on here. I think he's conscripted a few wealthy Probably this fucking Chobin. trust fund kids. Yeah. Chobin seems like that exact archetype. Yep, exactly. I think that's exactly what's going on here. And that's why he would be endorsing all the products. So this is where our sister is. Yeah. We grab her, we take her back to Pokemon HQ Lab, and while we're there, Mommy and Dr. Crane, uh, who I mistakenly said was Daddy earlier, but he's not Daddy. Daddy's friend. Ask to go fetch a part for them so that they can finish the 
purification chamber. This is when Crane gets abducted, right? This is when Crane gets abducted, yes. And is that why we have to go and get it, I think, the part? No, no, no. We definitely have to they go get like it because... They just like sending children to do their fetch quests. We need to get the uh, purity chamber working. Yeah. But in the process... Crane? Crane, Crane gets, gets carted off by some peons. Some pretty hype-looking peons. Yeah. They're cool-looking. Yeah, they've got nice little outfits. But we're told to go to Gadion Port. Yeah. Which is a port town here in uh, Ore. Beautiful. The desert continent called Ore. Is maybe Ore Australia? It's Ore. God, it maps to Australia, <laughs> doesn't no, it? No, it's Ore and it's Arizona, and I talked about that. I know, but like, doesn't it feel kind of Australian? Everyone's a little like, you know, Saucy. Australian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything's a little deserty. Yeah. I think this might be Australia. So we head to Gaddion Port to meet a man called Purr. Yeah. Who runs a shop. He's the machinist. A junk shop in uh, in Gaddion. Yeah. Do you remember, Josh, the cool-ass like pod racer tractor that we had in the last game? I miss it. God, it was cool, right? Anime Jr. has like a pretty unimpressive, dinky little like Vespa. Right. And it like putters around. It's so dorky. And when you first enter Gaddion Port, you kind of get a lay of the land. Like it does like a sweeping camera shot. Yeah. And one of the buildings has like a holographic like scooter on top of it, which makes me think that at some point we're going to be able to upgrade our scooter, which I hope we can because it's so, so lackluster. It needs an upgrade. It needs something. It needs something because it's not, I'm not impressed so far. Yeah. So Gaddion's a port town. It's full of sailors on shore leave looking for some some tram. <laughs> some what? Tram. Tram? Trim. 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 Is that how you, it's like some trim. other reference to something? Slang. Let's see what, I don't want to know what the, tr- okay, here we go. Trim is slang for female genitalia. In the blues, it's usually used by a man to express a need or an intention as in, I'm going to go get me some trim tonight. This usage has been around since the late 1920s. The meaning of trim is still in use today. Literally. Yeah, apparently today. Where did you get that one? A fucking silent film? You You don't say trim? No. Huh. I just say they're taking them to pound town. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do say that. Two tickets to uh, Pound Town, yeah. a.k.a. Gaddian Port. <laughs> the Gaddian Port's full of sailors, and they're... they're Get it in port, huh? Hot. About... Yeah, that's good. All right. Get it in port. They, we got there. Uh, they're hot to trot with anyone who, you know, is willing. Um, you go, you visit. You're immediately assailed by this, this villain, Zook. Some low-level villain who has a shadow Zangoose. Zook is just there to introduce Mr. Varric and his, like, henchmen. Well. What? These two, like, Swedish-looking, svelte young men that he calls his assistants, and they come to shore on occasion? I think we know what's going on here. Oh, you think they're lovers? Yeah. I thought they were brothers. Either all of them are lovers, or they all come over here when it's Fleet Week. And they're all getting it in. Yeah, yeah. They're just looking for Ardos some... and Eldis are their names. Maybe they are brothers. They're looking for some male trim. All right. Yes, they destroy Zook. Use an Alakazam uh, on this Zangoose and just rip them apart. But yeah. I don't think we really learn anything about them 
at that point. <laughs> yeah, I like that in the notes you just called. What's his name? You called him <laughs> this guy who's just like a foot tall. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a foot tall. Mr. Merrick. Yeah. He's like this little Yoda man. This guy who's just like a foot tall. Yeah. So you meet him and he's like, come see me in my chambers later. And you're like, okay. And then you go to the part shop and it turns out that Purr, the owner of the part shop, who's got your part for the purity chamber is not there. Yeah. There's also a sailor in the part shop speaking of, and he just like out of the kindness of his heart gives you a choice of evolutionary stones. I guess we should explain this now too. Reason. You start the game with Eevee and that's it. Yeah. He loves Eevee, I think. You start the game with a level, I think, 10. 10 Eevee. Yeah. So this guy's like, take any evolution stone that you want for this gen. You know, it's like... It's Flareon, Vaporeon, Jolteon, Umbreon, Espeon. Yes. There's no Leafeon? Not yet. Weird. There's literally a Leafeon, but not in this generation. It's so weird that Plant was so neglected in that until like, what, gen four? Yeah. That's so weird. Why is there no Leafeon until this point? Yeah, you would think you do grass out of the fucking gate. But anyway, you get the choice to grab an uh, 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 elemental stone of your choice. Mm -hmm. Josh, who'd you pick? Jolteon. Okay, me too. Jolteon's my favorite one. Jolteon's by far, well, I don't know. Flareon's pretty cute. Vaporeon's the worst. I mean, I think they all look fetching. Yeah. I think there are enough water Pokemon that I think are tolerable. Yeah, and like we just fucked around with Umbreon and Espeon in the last game. Right. So I was like, I don't want to do Umbreon or Espeon. Yeah. So it was down to Flareon or Jolteon for me, and I went with Jolteon. Yeah, so me too. That's good. I kind of, you know what my other mode of thinking on that was? Josh has run a Jolteon before. Oh. Surely he won't pick Jolteon. But I wanted to see it in full 3D. (laughs) And it looks good. And Queen Mary, my Jolteon, wasn't around for that long. Did you notice that when you do sand attack, Jolteon sticks his little butt out? Yeah. In kind of a cute way? It like paws up at the wall, like when it's rearing up too. Yeah. I like it a lot. It's very cute. So anyway, you meet this little Yoda man and then you go into the shop and the guy's not there and you have to go and find him on the docks and you go, you do this like very basic puzzle. Yeah. To like rotate the docks. For some reason, Gaddian Port has this crazy dock system that's like a movable L, concrete L, and then you hop on one plate and it will go one direction and then there's another steel plate and you hop on that one for another direction and then you it only hits two of them at a time. Right. Well, Because it's L-shaped. I don't know what architectural... What function problem this is solving? Why wouldn't it just have an X yeah. and it goes to all four of them? Just do the full thing. Like, even if it was there to allow boats to come in, that's so laborious. Oh, yeah. And still not that big. Like, you're not making a lot of space for these boats to come in. Like, a cruise liner is not going to come in. Captain Mr. Squirt's boat is not going to dock here, you know? Oh, please. We're going to send our dinghy. SSN wouldn't be caught dead over here. Oh, no. It's wasteland. No, no, no. In Australia? Certainly not. <laughs> um, so you do that. You move the bridge around, and yep. you can catch a couple of shadow Pokemon here. I killed the first one accidentally. I'm so, interesting in, uh, in, so interested in this, because I've seen your notes here. You said there's a dude here with a Ladybaw, who I caught, yeah. and another with a Poochiena. And gosh, I would have loved to have caught a Poochiena. The Poochiena model in this game is A+. 
Yeah, and that reminds me of the note I forgot to add, which is that Puccina is my it's Joshi's sweetie, sweetie. also. Sweetie. It's very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm disappointed I missed it missed out on this Puccina. I'm gonna have to go back and find it. Well, I'm glad you saw one because it's so sweet. Yeah, real. Cutie. It's got the like double fangs sticking out of its mouth. It's got like puppy dog eyes, scruffy. Yeah, just great. Um, you have to go. There's like a lighthouse on one of the pillars that the L will align with. Yeah, and you have to go to the top of the lighthouse, oh, and then there's someone there. up there, and then they have a Puccina. I'm gonna have to go back and get it because I I like this dang little pup, and I love this thing. I caught the lady bob though but well i killed that but i don't care once about you that. Pay, figure out this puzzle there's the crabby club which is a sailor bar shaped like a crabby yeah. and this is where the little yoda man has retreated to he's on the upper the levels vip room yeah and and his like boys are there too they don't talk to you like we still don't get any more information about them basically no, everyone in, in crabby club is just like fucking wasted it serves just no purpose blackout so yeah so you get the part though yeah from the boy the guy at the part shop yeah so you got to take it back and you head back to mommy and you give it to her and she's like great we'll work on it but there is another way to purify your pokemon and the man called egan in agate village will help you and it's like yeah i know who egan is mom okay dad told me all about egan please so you go to, to agate village and it's it's exactly how we left it in the last game, Egan is still in his little house with his little wife, um, and he tells you about the uh, the uh, relic stone. He invites you to come join him down there, and he's set up a number of Egan cronies in the cave. Yeah, beforehand. he's got cronies now. Because he's like, you're probably going to need a little help opening the heart of your Pokemon. Yeah. So I'm going to set up a bunch of cronies to help you open the heart of your Pokemon. Yeah, they're much more like... Uh, they steer into it. Yeah, in this yeah. One. Well, it's five years later. They like know. They're like, we understand Shadow Pokemon now. Yeah, they've done they've done their research at this point. Yep. So you battle your way to the uh, relic. Yeah, you're back in that relic. And cave. then you, the relic stone. This is when you fight Egan. Yep. And he has his Pikachu that's level like 13 now. Yeah. But after that, he's like, oh, you need to unlock one of the hearts. He wants you to actually do it before you leave so he knows that you know how to. One of the men you fight in this cave yeah. is called Fun Old Man Crone, or Cron. Yeah. And he's got a Pokemon, Josh, that is normally fine, but in this game, horrible. Okay. And that Pokemon is my You Make Me Barf Pokemon of the Week. And its name is Abra. Oh, yeah. The Abra character model is fine. It looks like Abra. Yeah. But then when you face off one against one of these things, golly, did they do it a disservice. Man, it's like... like it flails. Like a puppet. It's like weakened at Bernie's. Yeah. yeah. It's like a corpse that they've like somehow reanimated. It looks uh. terrible, and it like constantly just like... Like shakes its entire Moving body. Moving around like flailing around no matter what you do no matter what move it does no matter what you do to it it just shakes uncontrollably and flails its arms and like undulates its body in like a weird way and it's like because of all the previous character sprites we've had for abra i don't think of it as an active pokemon like it always teleports out of battle totally when you try to fight it it's like kind of has got sleepy eyes it's always like sitting in kind of a slump position in all the other character sprites so it's like 
I think of it as kind of a sleepy, inactive Pokemon, you know? And to see it, like, twitching wildly was just so off-putting that Abra is, has to be my You Make Me Barf Pokemon of the Week. Unfortunately, I agree. Uh, and I think that's very perceptive. You only ever think of it as like, oh, it just teleports anytime it has to move and uses telekinesis to bring food to it. Right. It berries to its mouth or whatever. And it serves that function in this game too. It's it's at every checkpoint on Mount Battle so you can teleport back to the start. Right. So you don't have to like make your way back down. Yeah. The teleportation animation is cool, you know? But every single battle animation just looks so bad. <laughs> So you learn all about opening the hearts of your Pokemon. You open, in my case, two hearts. Just one for me. And then you move on. And you're like, thank you, sir. I'm going to head to Mount Battle now. He tells you all about Mount Battle. Yeah, he tells you that uh, his pal Vander is up there, and he's heard rumors that there's a lab in the desert that like has been active again. Right. And Egan tells you to go meet with Vander to find Talk out more Talk to about Vander it. to learn about the lab. Yep. Yep. So you go to Mount Battle. Turns out that Vander is actually the like checkpoint chief of like section one of Mount Battle. He was in uh, Coliseum too. Oh, was he? Yeah, the guy who Dakeem like kicked. Right, right, right. Yes, yes, yes. But you only have to fight three trainers because they're time? like they're like doing like an employee training session that you crash. Yeah, <laughs> and then like still insist on fighting everyone. Yeah. So you go for the, through the first three people, and then Vander's there, and he's like in the middle of training someone, and he's like, oh, thank you for joining me. We'll fight this boy I'm training. And they're all like level fucking, what, 10, 15 still at this point? Yeah, they're pretty low level. So it's like pretty easy. You beat them all, easy enough. And then Vander tells you like, oh, yes, Cypher has taken up residence in the shadowy Pokemon lab out in the middle of the desert. Yeah. And... If you're looking for Dr. Crane, that's almost certainly where he's been carried off to. Vander suspects that Team Cypher has actually just been underground this whole time, and they were waiting until they had enough power to, like, go public again. Right. And that this might not even be the only lab. I think Vander was probably expecting that I would take off to go save my friend, Dr. Crane, right? Yeah. Nope. I instead did the first uh, 30 or so levels of what? Mount Battle. <laughs> what? <laughs> At this point. Or that's actually not totally true. I think I came back and did them. But, you know, I did a lot of mount battling this week. Wow. I saw Vander several times. That's great. I mean, that's smart because that was my learning from Coliseum. Like, I wish I had done that. I didn't well, have time like, this time. The nice part about mount battle in this game is, like, it's introduced right off the bat. It's, like, the third place you go to, you know? It's, like, Pokemon HQ. And that's smart, yeah. Agate Village, Mount Battle. And now it's, like, it's fully unlocked. It's ready for you to train. Like, you are you start with lower-level Pokemon. Like, last game, we started with Umbreon and Espeon, and they were, like, level 30 already, you know? Right. This one, you start with Eevee, who's level, like, 10. And then, like, the Pokemon you're catching to this point, the Shadow Pokemon you're catching to this point, are, like, you know, somewhere between 10 and 20. Yeah. So, Mount Battle makes so much more sense in this game. It's just kind of a place you go to grind and, like, grind out some levels. Smart. You make your way to the the lab. It's the former lab that we blew up where Ayn ran things. Now it's a cipher lab. It's still kind of decrepit. Rebranded. You show up, and the van that Dr. Crane was absconded in is sitting out front, so surely you've found him, right? Yeah. The second you try to step in the door, these (laughs) seven, six? Six. 
Six brothers come out. The Hexagon Brothers. They have a lot of trouble themselves with how many there are. So <laughs> I fell right into It's their hard trap. to remember how many there actually are. They do this thing where like the first brother would be like, count off. And then the second brother would be like, number one. Three. <laughs> and then they go through and they're like, there's only five of us? What? Yeah, they're like working on a routine. Yeah, they each have a different color. They're like it's kind of cool. I like Power them. Rangers. I kind of like them. Each of them has a different color, and like each of them has a different set of Pokemon that correspond to their color. Like the red guy has fire Pokemon, the yellow guy has electric Pokemon, the purple guy has poison type Pokemon. Yeah, like monotype. It kind of works. Like I'm not. I don't hate it. I like that they're dum dums and they have like these funny little outfits. Like, their shtick for a shtick like this is pretty good. Yeah. And, like, the other nice part about them is you can keep battling them over and over again. So, it's, like, it's a good opportunity to grind. Yeah. So, this was, like, key to me being able to get through this at all because I had to do everything in the past basically 36 hours. And you can just re-battle them. They also each have a shadow Pokemon. So, it gives you the opportunity to catch uh, six different Pokemon of six different types yeah you catch a lot of hot mon in this area and you can keep battling them to just like you know you can unlock a couple out of the gate basically a lot of those pokemon suck though gulpin yeah but there were a couple of fucking good ones in there yeah and i they're on my team but okay yeah me too well i mean what do we want to talk about our teams we're here i guess we could just do it i mean the lab is not you know we literally talked about the shadow pokemon lab last episode and it's the exact same so the layout is the same the conceit is different you're not looking for three strains of dna you're looking for like one id card that like a scientist after belittling you he's like team cypher admin lavrina love lavrina lavrina Lavrina. Back to the AI-generated names. Oh, yeah. I mean, that one is, like, essentially random letters. She's, like, this bubbly sort of, like, oh, like a kawaii girl. girl. Yeah, like, kawaii girl. Yeah. She's, like, a cipher, like, admin. Like, she's yeah, like she's a... the Ayn equivalent. <laughs> but she's also, she's like... she's got, this... like, bubblegum pink hair. <laughs> yeah. So she's the one who's kidnapped... Uh, like, K-pop star. She's the one who's kidnapped Dr. Crane, and she's trying to get him to put his efforts into XD001, which is her pet project, which is the shadow Pokemon who is yet to be discovered. But I'll tell you what, Josh, the cover of this game has a evil looking Luigi on it. And I'm going to have to assume that XD001 is none other than shadow Luigi. I mean, spoiler alert, but yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we make our way through this entire thing, but... You know the lay of the land. We picked up a few Mon on the way. Yes. Who were pretty fun and exciting. And There are a I lot. I think you and I both have added a number of them to our teams, which we should talk about right now in our hit segment, Level Check. Level Check. Tell me about Bad Josh Jr.'s team. So, Bad Josh Jr., he's a little baby boy. So... He wants to appear tough, but he doesn't know that much about the world around him. So he just names Pokemon after what they look like and making them sound bad, like badasses. That's cool. Yeah. So we got Poochina, still got her. Bad Dog, 
Level 17. Oh, like uh, Last of Us. It's a bad dog. Nathan Drake. Because he wants the cool. Naughty Dog. Last Never played any of those <laughs> Naughty Dog games. Uh, Uncharted, Last of Us. I actually have... Yeah, they're all they're both made by a company called Naughty Dog. Played Last of Us, but I mostly observe. Mm. Bobby plays all of those. They're very good. Yeah, they are. They're beautiful to look at. I usually have to play Pokemon while he's playing one of them. Yeah, that's kind of become a real sticking point in our household, too, is I usually have to play Pokemon. Yeah. And not only do I ha- usually have to play Pokemon, which is something that I've had to do for the last year and a half, but now I have to play it on the one TV we have in our house. So, Jamie... I know you were excited to watch TV tonight, but yeah, sorry you can't because I have to play Pokemon. The GameCube thing is pretty untenable because of that. <laughs> um, like Bobby literally hooked up the PS5 to my computer monitor the other night. Or literally last night because I was like, oh, I just had to play for like five hours. Jamie's so. birthday was like a week ago yeah and for her birthday i got her like an experience and the experience that i got her what she asked for she was like i want a fire and not in like a a uh, fire like a bonfire not in like a not in like a, a fire night like pyromaniac let's get way. lit okay but like i want us to have a build a fire and like have a nice evening because like back a week ago it was still nice up here in connecticut mm-hmm. so what i got jamie was a fire pit and a hammock and a little projector so that we could sit in the backyard and project the Raptors game onto the <laughs> wow. side of the garage. Okay. And sit and lay in the hammock next to our fire pit, right? Yeah. And this weekend when I was sitting down to play this game, I was like, Jamie, I'm so sorry. I have to play Pokemon <laughs> all night. <laughs> yeah. Would you prefer that I take the little $50 projector that I bought on Amazon and set it up so that it's pointing at the wall next to us so that I can play Pokemon XD Gale of Darkness on the wall next to us. Oh, my God. And honestly, we had to consider it. It was like, maybe that would be worth doing. But you didn't do it. No, I just played on the screen. Okay. Because Jamie's second favorite thing to watching YouTube videos with me is scrolling through Twitter. Right. So she just sat on the couch and scrolled through Twitter all night. That's fun, too. Yeah. Kind of a nightmare playing... Uh, yeah non-handheld games we need to get back on the handheld games luckily this is like kind of the last game we have to play not handheld right i think this is the last one we will commit to yeah yeah like eventually you got switch but we don't have to yeah we can just play switch handheld that's the beauty of switch so you told me about one of your six pokemon puccina yeah what level is he 17 cute then ball toy bad toy Okay, that sounds like Bad Dragon. Bad Toy. Which is that animal sex toy website. Oh, I've seen that photo. <laughs> That's what Bad Toy sounds like to me. <laughs> That's kind of what it looks like, actually, when you think about it. A little bit. You could probably insert that into something. A couple of places, yeah. A ball toy? Uh, no, Level 19. Yeah. Then Nuzleaf, Bad Nut. Because yeah, when it starts at C dot. That's, how, that's what I would be doing if I stuck a ball toy. Yeah. Uh, into, a, wow. into a nondescript place. I would have a bad nut. Somewhere. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm glad I put those two next to each other so that you can make that joke. Thank you. And bad nuts level 20. Hound door. Yes. Bad dog 2. Also a bad dog. Very original. And again, this is a child. Yep. Level 20. Plus, I don't know which one's going to make it. I feel like probably not both. You won't run them both. 
One I don't dark think type so. and one, one is just dark and dark then dark fire. Yeah, so you know, Houndor has got a leg up for sure. Interesting. Jolteon, bad doggy, level twenty-one. So there's a theme. I think of the EV evolutions more as foxes than anything. I thought about fox, but then I was like, to a kid who's ten or eleven, wouldn't they still probably just default to dog? Right. Yeah. Sveal, bad seal, twenty. Cool. My team is almost identical. Yeah, I just saw that. <laughs> We avoided this last time, although this is only the first episode. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. And who knows what we'll stick with. Um, I got a couple of ideas. My character is Anime Jr., Mr. Anime Jr. When I saw him, I was like, oh, this is this looks like a Digimon character. Mm-hmm. I've decided to name all my Pokemon after Digimon this season. Uh-huh. So I have Dobermon, which is an actual name of a Digimon. Okay, and they know that that's like Doberman? Yep. Okay. And that's Houndour. Yeah. Uh, level 19. Nice. I've got Gomamon, which is Sveal. Okay. Level 21. And what does Gomamon look like? Uh, seal. Are you just Googling like yep. seal Digimon? I, I, I did. <laughs> I searched dog Digimon and it was like, here's Dobermon. And I was like, perfect. That sounds right. I searched seal Digimon and it said, here's Gomamon. And I said, perfect. Yeah. So Gomamon is Sveal, level 21. I've got Tentomon, Ladian, level 20. Yep. And then I've got Erismon, Erismon, which is Jolteon, level 21. That one sounds cool. Yep. This one's interesting. I went with Kabukimon for Nuzleaf, level 21. Kabukimon looks more like um, Shrifty. Yeah, that sounds right. I kind of went with the inevitable evolution. Because isn't that's like Kabuki Theater? They've got a Digimon named Kabukimon yeah okay i don't remember what my exact search term was but i found this pokemon called kabukimon who very very vaguely looks like what shrifty will eventually be. oh i see it i see it he's kind of got these fan hands flower it's like 100 percent similar i think actually because it's like kabuki theater and and shiftry has that kind of a yep design and then my last pokemon is bearmon which is Teddy Ursa, level 20. Okay. It's interesting that you didn't go with either of the very first Pokemon. So, like, you start the game with Eevee, mm-hmm. but the first shadow Pokemon they introduce you to are Teddy Ursa and... You hate it. Yeah. Uh, Lady Ba. Yeah, hate Teddy Ursa, killed Lady Ba. So... Yeah. I caught them both. And, I just didn't and... want to waste my time. I didn't have you know, time. They're both kind of fun. Teddy Ursa's good at catching shadow Pokemon. He's got this move called Lick. Yeah. Which is not a very strong move, but it does paralyze Pokemon. So they're like ripe for catching at that point. So he's kind of my ringer on like catching new shadow Pokemon. And honestly, Ladian slash Ladyba, she's already evolved from Ladyba to Ladian. Congrats. Ladian's kind of fun. Like I think that one's kind of fun. She's got some cool moves. I mean, I don't think it's any good, but it's fun. A little fun to fuck around with, but those two are definitely the first to be cut. <laughs> I just preemptively cut them. Sveal, I'm going to warn you now, is probably in for the long haul. Loving this little guy. That's uh, We both threatened to use Sveal, though. We like the whole line. Really, really looking forward to using Walrein eventually. Yeah. I just didn't have a water Pokemon in Colosseum, and it was a little rough. So I'm looking for one. I think Jolteon and Sveal are the only ones I'm really committed to at this moment. I could... Definitely get rid of Houndour for another fire Pokemon. I'm happy to give up 
Nuzleaf because I've run them before. Oh, yeah, that's true. I'm almost certainly going to run Nuzleaf, I think. I mean, Shiftry. I'll look for another grass type out there somewhere. Oh, wait, but... Uh, well, this actually brings us to our next section because my debate for Clear Eyes, Open Hearts, Can't Lose, our hit segment for... These interstitials. Season yeah. 3 GC and GCB. I caught a shroomish at the end of yeah. the lab. I unfortunately killed that shroomish, and I was like, "Ouch!" I really considered reloading my save, but I haven't saved in a while, and I was like, "I'm not going to go through all that again." We should point out in this one. Here's a great improvement: you can save anywhere. Save you don't anywhere. have to save at a computer so nice. anymore. Yeah, yeah. And I love Breloom, and Spore is one of the best moves of the game. So, like, I so might, you might, you might do that. C dot for sure. Yeah. I really wanted to do Shiftry too, but I guess we can do it. Do in, double uh, plants. Who cares? Next season. Yeah, I could do that. But then I'd have to get rid of Houndour as well. Puchina's dark. Like, there's too much grass in dark. dark Pokemon. Yeah. I got to clean it up. Uh, what about you? I started fucking around with Baltoy a little bit, but I've run a Baltoy before, so I don't think I'll do Baltoy. Okay. Lavrina has a Delcaddy, and I know that Delcaddy is just like a normal type Pokemon, but like. It's a cat. I might. Yeah. I might fuck around with, with that. That could be kind of fun. Travel pillow, yeah. Just like doing a Del Caddy. Who knows? I started unlocking it a little bit just to like see what kind of moves it has. That's funny. Because like the same mechanic still applies where as you unlock the heart of a Pokemon, it reveals its moves to you. Right. So I was like, let's see what let's see what Del Caddy's fucking around with. That could be fun. I like a Del Caddy for you. Could be a good replacement for Ladian or Teddy Ursa. Teddy Ursa. Definitely Teddy Ursa, right? Teddy Ursa is also just normal. Yeah. The cool thing about Teddy Ursus, though, is like he's good at catching Pokemon and eventually turns into Ursa Ring, which is kind of a hoss. Yeah, and he's got good moves. Well, we'll see. A mixture of like dark moves. Yeah. We've been going way too long, but we both killed Laverna. Lavrina. Lavrina. We destroyed her. <laughs> she's dead, so who cares? Uh, and and Although she's, returned. She'll surely come back. Dr. Crane to the Pokemon HQ, which is where we leave off this week and where we will pick up again next week. Yeah. Joshua. Yes, you what? My name, as always, <laughs> uh-huh. has been Dr. Taninko, a.k.a. Tanner Greenring. Your name, as always, has been Cypher Peon Solosh, a.k.a. Joshua Fialstad. This, as always, has been Experience Share Pokemon Podcast. Thank you for joining us this week, Bug Catchers. Please do rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. And I say that every week, and I breeze past it, but please actually go do that because it's super helpful to us. Take time now, wherever you are, even if you're driving, grab your phone. Or tell, yell at Siri. Go to Apple Podcasts and rate and review the show. Pull over. Pull over first. Don't, don't do anything dangerous or reckless. Think. Yeah, we'll give you a second to God. pull over right now. Watch out. I see. I took a pill in Ibiza to show Avicii I was cool. Don't forget to put on your seatbelt when you get back. Follow the podcast wherever you follow podcasts, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, all those other apps. Give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at expsharepod. Yes, and please. engage with the Bugcatcher community at reddit.com slash r slash bugcatchers. Next week, we will be going up to and through SS Libra. Yes. 
SS Libra. So join us for that if you are playing along. And this subseason is going to be a brief oh, yeah. three episodes. So do go get your diamond and pearl carts now. Or platinum. Because we might actually be playing that this time right, because right. Yeah, everyone yeah. has said that it is so much better than Diamond and Pearl uh, that it doesn't even compare to, you know, like a yellow or crystal, uh, which are also great in their own right. Yeah. So buy a cart or however you play. We will be there. Join us. Perilously fast. Eminently, basically. Eminently, yes. Joshua, bug catchers, goodbye. Smell you later. Level check. And while you're transitioning, I gotta grab the cat. He's doing, he's trying to like get out of the window. Okay. Winston, what is this? What are you thinking? What's in your, what's going through your head, Winston? No. No. Absolutely nuts. Absolutely nuts what you're doing. Winston, out of here. Look at him. What a cutie. Josh just showed me his cat. He's very cute. One of the cutest. POTUS, Josh's other cat, and I, I, I'm only saying this because I feel comfortable saying it because Josh is not on, doesn't have his headphones on. POTUS is not the most attractive cat in the world. Winston, though, is such a cutie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's how, how, that's how he gets away with everything that he does what were you saying about them nothing i was saying winston's such a cutie because you showed him to me yeah yeah